you both admitted that, like, we had a lot of common interests. And I think some people might say, I don't even know what I'm into because I'm just reacting from thing to thing to thing. And life is crazy and motherhood is nuts and there's so much going on and I work full time. If someone were to ask me, what do you do for fun? I would rather the earth open up and swallow me whole than have to, like, answer that I scroll Instagram and watch Netflix for fun. Hello, hi, I'm Erin Vandevin. Thanks for joining me today. This is Medium Lady Talks. This podcast is about figuring out the medium effort way to get the most out of life today. I hope the things I unpack here can role model and invite you to sort out your own ways to live life in the present. This is a show about experimenting to get closer to what matters most. I'm glad you're here, so let's settle in. Hello, hi, and welcome to Medium Lady Talks. I'm your host, Erin, and today I'm joined by not one, but two guests. It's a very special episode. I'm very pleased to introduce Roz and Erin from the Instagram account Roz and Erin in the Valley. Roz and Erin have a very unique and fun approach to social media, to being together as friends, and we're going to kind of unpack that a little bit today. Roz and Aaron, welcome to the show. Hi. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so Roz and Aaron, I have to admit, I kind of cold called you. I said, listen, I have this podcast. I think what you're doing is kind of unique and cool. And would you come on the show? But we actually don't live that far from each other. You're kind of in the Dundas Hamilton area and I'm in Mississauga. So I thought that was kind of cool too. But why don't you share with the audience a little bit about who you are and what you're all about? Do you want to go or me? You can go. Okay. So we are both friends. We met um, from our kids' school. Our My son, her daughter are in the same class. So we kind of knew each other when they were in kindergarten, but over the pandemic, we kind of bonded walking home and then we meet up every day in the park and kind of have like a little get together when we couldn't do anything else. And our friendship just kind of grew from there. We had the idea that we should maybe work on a blog together just because we had so many unique interests and things in common. And yeah, what else? It just kind of evolved yeah. from there. I I remember seeing Erin. She waved once from across the street. Her son waved at my daughter and they were all together. And then I remember seeing her. I had just gotten a new a puppy. She had a puppy. And I said, oh, I really like your dog's collar. Where is it from? And she said, oh, it was sent to me. And then I went home and I was just like, oh yeah. And then I thought, huh, I wonder if she has a blog or something. Like, why would she get this collar sent to her? <laughs> so then I was like, I have to find out. So then the next day I like stopped her. The kids all hang out at this creek that kind of runs behind the school after school. And I stopped her and I was like, so did you used to have a blog or whatever? And we kind of connected over that. And I like, I feel like I asked you a kajillion questions that day. You probably felt like you could. I feel like we just kind of like started talking and never stopped. Like we yeah. never have a moment where we're like looking for conversation. We are always filled to the brim. Mm-hmm. Meant to be. Mm-hmm. Meant to be. And you know what? I'll be honest with you is that really comes across in what you're posting and what you're putting out there. And it's what kind of attracted me. I want to understand more about this because I think that one of the things that has been a real gap in my own life, not not a gap in my life, but a gap in kind of understanding is how do women form friendships in this phase of life? Motherhood, I'll say specifically. I think we're all kind of around the same age. And I think that 
I have dear, dear friends, but they were my friends long before I was a wife, long before I was a mother, almost long before I was like a fully formed human being. And those friendships had sort of stood the test of time. But I think a lot of people really struggle with friendship being a rich, healthy area of their lives. What do you think it is in particular that, and maybe you haven't really like questioned it too much, but you said you met during the pandemic and ever since then... What is it that kind of drives you to spend, to continue to spend time together? I think we have a lot of natural similar similarities. Like we both grew up in the Niagara region. We have kind of similar family, not necessarily families, but like family background and interests. Mm-hmm. Well, we, we really bonded over like loving to shop, shop for the kids. And we took our kids a lot of places. So like Erin, I always say what I love about Erin is she's up for anything. So like, you know, having a friend like that, like, I love all my friends, but they're not always as like, you know, like we'll be at square one when and we have half an hour to get home and pick the kids up. You know what I mean? Like a lot of my friends are down for that. She yeah, is. We, I feel like we've both always like when I first became a mother, I was I think I was 26, which is mm-hmm. fairly young, but I had been married for a few years and I had my daughter right before I turned 30. So I did kind of feel a little alone in motherhood, I guess, but I was always the type of mom who would bring my kids. Like if I wanted to go to the mall, I was going to pack my kids up, even if it was eight hours and we were driving to downtown Toronto just so I could get a certain pair of shoes. I never let that hold me back. And her and I are kind of the same in that. Like, if we want to go downtown, we're going to go downtown. It was my 30th birthday, and we packed up my daughter and went to New York City for a long weekend. So I just feel like we're very similar in that. When we want something, we do it. Yeah, like I always say, like, Erin's my friend that is up for everything. Spontaneous, like that. And our kids have a really great natural connection, and I think – I tell a lot of people how in sync our kids are. And I think that's important when you're looking for a friend at this stage of life, like just having them blend together so effortlessly. And her son is 12, 12, 12. Mm -hmm. My daughter is six. So, I mean, there's a big gap there and the way that they get along and (laughs) our families get along now has just made the whole process evolve into something so much better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that definitely probably removes some of the hurdles that you might have to spend time and nurture your friendship when there's a fit between families, for sure. Totally. Mm-hmm. It's one thing to like each other, but then to have your partners like each other and your kids like each yeah. other and get along, I feel like that is a whole other battle. And somehow we made, we made it work pretty mm-hmm. effortlessly. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Tell us about Roz and Aaron in the Valley. So we do a little bit of everything. We, the idea started by like, you know, we were like, oh, let's just document our everyday lives. Like the fun, cause we, we do always take our kids places. So, yeah. and then it kind of evolved a little bit into, I guess our own interests, not so much the kids, like we, we will take them with us sometimes, but then I don't know, our favorite days are when we're filming a recipe in Erin's kitchen, cause her kitchen's always clean. Um <laughs> Like things like that. So it kind of it kind of got away from what we were initially thinking. And yeah, so we do a little bit of food, a little bit of fashion, try to visit like local spots and restaurants or share like we both love to travel. So any trips or vacations, like maybe not typical 
family vacations. We try to do like a fun spin on them, what we would do. And yeah, just kind of our everyday, our everyday journeys. Now, why do it together? I used to have a blog and an Instagram page and I ended up hating it, man. Like back when I lived in Toronto, because I would drag my poor young family all around the city. My husband would be taking pictures of me down at Harbor Front. My kids would be like, I'm freezing. (laughs) And it just like got to be so not not fun. fun. And I stopped doing it. And then when we, and then Erin also had her own Instagram page. And mine was more like kid related, I guess. Dog collars and (laughs) yeah, mom (laughs) blogs were like really kind of on the rise. And that's kind of where I got my initial following from that. And I just feel like as my kids are getting older, it's it's not that I don't want to share it, but I feel like it's evolved beyond that. Mm-hmm. And it's just always more fun to do something with yeah. someone, right? Mm-hmm. So, and like, obviously you share in the work and, you know, because you know, content creation a lot of work. is a lot of work. And yeah, that that's really what it's about. Yeah. And if we're going to drink champagne at a restaurant and review the restaurant, we want to do it together. Yeah. I, I just like, I, I think... Do you recognize how rare it is what you're doing? Yeah, I think a lot of the time, whenever I thought of doing a business or going into a venture with someone, I've gotten so much advice from everyone in my life to always say, never go into business with a friend, Mm. never cross the line and do something with a friend. So I think that it is rare that we have Mm -hmm. continued on. And maybe, that we've made it work. Maybe it's different because we don't actually get any money on it. But no, yeah, I, I don't know. I guess it is rare. Um, It is rare. It is rare because we do have like actual just like really surface problems. Like how do we both be in this video together and not look weird? You know what I mean? <laughs> the Our feeds for inspiration and stuff. There are very few female partnerships. Very few. Like on Very Instagram. few. We also both have very different styles, like in terms of fashion and mm-hmm. we shop at the same stores, but I am always gravitating towards neutrals and she'll go for louder and brighter. So just blending those two things is a natural challenge. So I think those those are obviously things that come into play. Mm-hmm. I, I just think the thing that I don't see on social media are two women of similar ages with at a similar stage of family life hanging out together like it's sad really sad but it's also I'm part of me is like why 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 and I I keep coming back to time is that you both want to kind of carve out this place in the world for yourselves uniquely you've both done the single creator gig and now you're sort of partnering together it does it hold you accountable to remain creative does it hold you accountable to keep exploring your personal style and your own unique identity does it hold you accountable to get out to a restaurant once a month or is it something that was going to happen anyway whether you had content or not no i think it definitely holds us accountable mm-hmm. i mean it would i as you know having young kids and other jobs and things that you have to do, it's a lot of effort to carve out the time to go to that one restaurant Mm. per week, but having each other kind of like picking up the slack and kind of encouraging, like we have to film this week. We have no choice. And Mm -hmm. making that a priority, having another person there is just the best asset. Yeah, it does. It really helps in that regard. Not every week is easy. (laughs) 
Not every week is easy. There's a lot of curveballs that are thrown and sick kids at home and mm-hmm. things that have to get done. But having someone else there is really so valuable. I had said in the sort of pre-show notes that I feel like a lot of women at like this season of life struggle with friendship and struggle to prioritize friendship as a way to take care of yourself. Why do you think people struggle with it? Is it that time aspect? Is it just that like there's always another priority that could take precedent over friendship? Um, I was reading something really interesting actually about that and it was about when women, women and men, when any, when people get older, they have a harder time deciding that they can trust someone and they're going to put all this time and invest this friendship. You have a much harder time doing that as an adult than you do as a young kid or as, as a teenager. I would agree with that. Like, you know, you have so many other responsibilities and stuff like, yeah. Like, are you constantly sizing someone up to be like, can I, I don't know. It's like, I I thought that was interesting, but I also think a huge component of it, like why I don't, my really close girlfriends all the time is we're on opposite schedules Mm -hmm. and we're working late and then also have kids. So time's definitely a component. The trust thing I thought was really interesting. I think as you get older too, I know for me, like there's certain things that you look for in people who you want to spend time with. Like if I have a moment away from my kids, Mm. I'm... I'm more choosy about like how I'm going to spend it. Like, do I want to roam the mall by myself and just have a great mental break? (laughs) Or do I want to sit down and have great conversation? Or do I want to like go out with someone who I know is really going to make me laugh? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Are you saying that that's me? I mean, you're (laughs) you're kind of nice. nice. Yeah, but I think we are choosier as moms, like Mm -hmm. about how we spend our free time. Yeah, because there's less of it. There's less of it. It's just so much more valuable, it seems. Do you think we get too choosy, though? One of the things I talk about a lot is taking time to build your own identity at this stage of life because there's so many external roles that we all play. So I can play the role of mom. I can play the role of boss. I can play the role of sister, daughter, wife. But who do I play when it's just me and there's nobody to serve? Mm -hmm. One of the things I think that doesn't kind of fall into that category of serving others because it's so mutually beneficial is the category of friend. But one of the things that gets in the way of us developing our identities and spending time taking care of who we are right now is that we want everything to be perfect or we want the time to be right. And Erin, you said, like, I think we get a little more choosy. And Roz, you said, like, we hold back on trust. And, you know, are we getting in our own way a little bit? Like, if it hadn't been the pandemic and you'd waved across the playground, would everything have kind of come together like kismet? I don't know. I don't know. I feel like we naturally gravitate towards each other. Like, you know, when you meet people and you automatically just have a connection or you don't. Not to say there's so many other moms at school that, you know, you could run into and we talk and have great conversation and not be like searching for words. But I feel like we just are very in Mm -hmm. sync in a lot of ways, like very naturally. What you said about like are we our own barrier like our own are we too choosy and you want things to be perfect with my my friend group we used to have these sunday night dinners and it's so funny because we started like one-upping each other like we we i'd make like something really good then the next place would be like 
make something so delicious. And then the third person, a host, will be like, oh, guys, like it's getting too much. And then so eventually it really took the steam out of our Sunday night dinners, which was a bummer because it was our way of seeing each other. It was once a month. So we would have, we'd take turns hosting once. Um, so we'd host every three months. And then I read this really good article. I think it was in Chatelaine about this woman who did the same thing, but she and her friends had this deal and they could only, they couldn't buy any new groceries. They had to make a dinner with ingredients from their cupboard. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, guys, we have to do this because it's <laughs> low pressure. Everyone likes pasta. Yeah. You know, and I, and so that, I always think of that as like, that's my barrier. The house not being clean enough. Totally. Um, yeah. So you do have these barriers. Like just when you said you want things to be perfect, I don't know if you meant like with the house or with like your relationship or with whatever, but I can understand that. Like it is a barrier sometimes to like just extending out and like having yeah. this meaningful connection. Or just like finding the perfect moment to get together. Like some of our most fun times have been like, spontaneous times when we're just like you know picking the kids up from school and then hanging out in the driveway for two hours and then going into the house <laughs> and having a glass yeah. of wine like yeah. guys sometimes I do have to tell myself like just chill have fun like it's okay yeah mm-hmm. yeah and and I think when I talk about it being perfect I mean all of it is like well I haven't had a haircut in three weeks or three months and I mean it's been way longer than three months I'll be honest with you but you know it's like <laughs> I'm not very stylish and she's so stylish my house is a mess. I couldn't possibly let anybody in until I have like four business days of notice. I don't know what to cook for this person. Maybe she drinks. Maybe she doesn't drink. Maybe she mm-hmm. hates my kids. You know, my kids are poorly behaved animals. There's no possible way. And I think that it probably doesn't matter. Like pick your adventure <laughs> of imp- of imperfection yeah. and put it in between you and getting to know somebody amazing. And knowing as well that she, and I'm using women in this conversation, that she's probably also doing the same thing mm-hmm. totally everyone is like struggling with their own with their own things like whether it be the house or the groceries or gosh I always tell Roz like I have nothing good to feed you right now if like mm-hmm. when we have snacks but like gosh be honest I mean it's it's so great to just be open and have that comfort level with a friend, whether it's a new or old friend I feel like that almost breaks the barrier and gets you through to the next level. As, as I've gotten older, I always just say to myself, I'm just happy to be invited. And yeah. I think like the person that I'm having over probably feels the same totally. way. We have the same similar lives, right? Like just happy to be invited. I never notice if my friend's bathroom's clean. I never even think about what we're eating. I am just happy that someone else is making me dinner. Yeah. Like really, standard. my standards are very low. <laughs> but it's true because that's what you leave remembering. You leave remembering how the other person made you feel and if they laughed at your jokes or they looked you in the eye. I mean, listen, like I have a great husband, great partner, but like the chances where we really sit like face to face and like look each other in the eye without somebody needing some help in the bathroom or, you know, another kid wanting to understand how to spell something, you know, there's constant domestic interruptions. But for some reason, when I'm sitting face to face with a friend in the same environment, there's less, I guess, like domestic pressure on the line. And you do, you leave, mm-hmm. you leave feeling like you're seen in a different way. You're investing in a different facet of your personality. Um, and I think sometimes too, it's those one-on-one connections, you know, like 
sometimes we think our friendships have to be big. Or I think, Aaron, you mentioned is like, there's other great moms in the class too. You know, like you're not trying to leave people out. And that sometimes also gets in the way is like, well, if I only invite her out to connect over coffee, what will everybody else think that I'm, you know, trying to, you know, be exclusive or whatever? Again, I think there's just so many, you can see I've come up with so many different ways that might get in the way of really deepening a friendship. But you both have prioritized this. I mean, I think you've said, it's just so easy. I can't imagine not hanging out with her, but you could make other choices. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think when you're like having your cup filled from someone else, it's not that it's easy. I mean, we are both very busy and we have really opposite schedules. And it's not realistic to say that we're getting together as like families every single Friday or Saturday night or Sometimes it's not even for two months, but mm-hmm. I think we just work at it because we know it's worth it and we always enjoy it. Even if it's just like running to grab a coffee for 25 minutes before the kids get out of school. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Taking what you can get. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's not easy, but it is once we're together, it's easy. Mm-hmm. It's The content part. I kind of feel like it's how we hang out, I guess, mostly. Yeah. But yes, that definitely takes prioritizing. Like, you know, some days I'd rather, you know, just like watch Succession than think about whether we have all the ingredients (laughs) for the cocktail that we're making. So that part is, yes, there is a lot of prioritizing that goes on. But yeah, sometimes it's funny because we'll be together to film and we'll just be talking about like, I don't know, something that happened in the classroom or something that happened with our husbands or the kids forever. And we're like, oh, we better get filming. <laughs> so that, that, I think that's where the easy connection part comes in. But yes, the actual doing, it takes prioritizing. Mm-hmm. That also is driving you together as well. You know, it's sort of like an additional friend is the content. <laughs> it's, addi- it's an yes. additional-, additional friend or foe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. No, but yeah. What advice would you give to anybody listening today saying, gosh, you know, I follow Roz and Aaron on Instagram or I'm, I'm hearing this conversation between Medium Lady and Roz and Aaron and it seems like it's magically all worked out. What is your advice for anybody listening who wants to start investing more in their existing friendships? You're going to have to do a bit of work to get from where you are now to a more fully formed friendship. What, where do people start? I would say like carving out the time. Everyone's busy carving out the time just like you do to make anything in life better, to like have better fitness, have better, like to be a better cook even, to do anything better. You have to commit and work at it and carve out the time, take time away from your busy life. Like maybe, I don't know, like remain curious. I love, I remember once going out with a bunch of people and I asked these two girls I was sitting with who I didn't know really well, question after question. And they didn't ask me any questions back. And I remember feeling really deflated after. And I think like remaining curious about people and asking questions like, like last night at swimming, a mom kept asking, she asked me a couple really pointed questions. I was like, huh, I really felt good about being asked those questions, you know? So ask questions is my advice, I would think. Yeah, I've always asked so many questions. Like uh, my husband would say that's like one of my faults is that when I meet someone, I can just ask question after question. (laughs) But how else do you get to know someone? And I love that we always like still, we know a lot about each other, but 
gosh, we're still always like engaging and learning more about each other and asking each other what may seem like excessive questions, but it's not because we both love it. I think also honesty, like transparent with each other. Mm. I am not a confrontational person. So Mm -hmm. my whole life, I was always like a yes person, right? It's easier for me to say yes to something I really don't want to do than say no. So I would just kind of do it and, you know, be miserable throughout it with a smile on my face. But gosh, we have a lot. We have a lot in common, but we also have a lot of things that we don't agree on 100%. And I think just like cutting the tension right from the beginning and whether it's a recipe she wants to make and I'm super not into or vice versa, like just saying it straight (laughs) up and just being super honest with each other, I think has cut down so much conflict. Whether one of us is pulling the weight more, one of us is not storying enough. We're very upfront with each other in that. And I welcome that all the time. And I'm always asking for feedback just because you can't have honesty. I don't really feel like you have that pillar of a great friendship. And then it just becomes a problem later on. Yeah. Yeah. So asking questions, honesty, being willing to kind of like dig into it a bit with that friend and giving them the benefit of the doubt that you can be vulnerable with how you're really feeling. I was gonna go back a little bit to meeting somebody on the playground. And, you know, there's this sort of identity that I think a lot of moms in particular, millennial moms, and especially millennial moms post-pandemic, feel that their social skills are stunted when they're particularly on the playground and they're potentially trying to get to know somebody and somebody says, what do you do for fun? You both admitted that like we had a lot of common interests. And I think some people might say, I don't even know what I'm into because I'm just reacting from thing to thing to thing and life is crazy and motherhood is nuts and there's so much going on and I work full time. If someone were to ask me, what do you do for fun? I would rather the earth open up and swallow me whole than have to like answer that I scroll Instagram and watch Netflix for fun. <laughs> I, I do hate that question. Somebody asked me that on the weekend and I was like, oh no, what's new with you? And I'm like, nothing, nothing, nothing. Well. It's like the same category as what do you do yeah, for fun? Yeah. Maybe, maybe it's about asking better questions, but how did you discover those interests? Obviously you weren't worried about saying, I don't, I don't know what I'm into. Um, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like I could peg for definite interests, like right away. If I meet anyone, I like meeting people where they are. I don't care if they have the same like interests as me. And I, I joined a running group and I've met so many people. Like the best thing about that group is I've met so many people that I would never, for instance, meet on the playground because they are a different age than me or whatever. Like people from all different er- like parts who are all in all different stages of life not not many actually that are in my own stage of life and I do I really cherish those acquaintances too you know like those like meetings every like they give me something too so it is a vulnerable spot I remember when my son was in preschool and having Mm -hmm. like a get together at the park with the moms and I was younger than everyone I just could like kind of I felt very young and I don't know but I remember dreading that little park get together because I thought what am I going to talk to these people about and I was probably a little more shy and reserved but 
gosh, anything kind of opens up the conversation and then just being yourself. And I, we lived in Toronto and I had had my son Vigo and I remember going to the park and my sister came with me. She was like the young, that young, fun aunt. Like she just, she didn't have kids yet. She came with us everywhere. Vigo was the first baby. And I do remember saying to her, I'm like, oh my God, I wasn't intimidated. I remember thinking, oh my gosh, all these women talked to me about was like their kids sickness. And I just, I do remember feeling like I, there was nothing for me. They're like lost. Like nobody talked about themselves. They all talked about their kids. And maybe that was like their point of connection. That's a good point. But like, I thought, oh my God. And then I really hated going to the playground actually for years because I just felt like there was nothing for me there. I was just Vigo playing and I would like kind of hang out by myself. Yeah. So that, that's true. Like, it, yeah, I felt like that at mom groups too. Like I didn't want to talk about my kids all the time. Yeah. I wanted to talk about other things and have other interests and, you know, talk about what this person was doing or this person was seeing. So I think maybe expanding the conversation. It's so easy just to like see your kids playing and ask questions about the other person's child and what school they go to and where you guys live. But gosh, maybe like get a bit deeper and be like, so what are your hopes and dreams? (laughs) Yeah, what do you like? Like, what do you do for fun? (laughs) Yeah, like where do you guys, do you guys eat out a lot in Dundas? Like what are your favorite spots? And then maybe it'll just like transition from there. I think that was one of our first things is like, I mean, we talked about our kids, but not, we really talked a lot about other and outside Mm -hmm. things, even now still. Mm -hmm. But I also find as I'm getting older, like I'm older than Aaron, a lot of the parents, like we're getting out of that. So I do feel like kind of, it's coming like parents are coming back women that I meet are coming back to themselves it's not all about the kids oh so I I feel like I'm kind of about it yeah I feel like I like I'm on a good I don't know yeah it's different like your kids are older now transition yeah it's coming back around and you're right you do kind of have to like I don't know get to know yourself again find out what you're into and yeah. But a friendship can be a really amazing place to rebuild your own identity because your friend is going to validate that identity in really positive ways. I do a lot of inner work, maybe too much to a fault, but I'm always also very critical of that person and who I'm becoming or who I'm discovering while I make time for that in my life. If I bring that to my friends, they just like think I'm a goddess and everything I do is great. Right. And that's also (laughs) a really important part of like rediscovering yourself alongside somebody, which is why I really think, again, I'm going to go back and say that I think what you're doing on Instagram is really unique. And I love seeing female friendships and interactions and ideas for how to interact with your own friends. Like I would never invite my friends over to try a recipe together, but why the heck not? Now that I've seen you two do it, you know, like, or like, hey, you know, like, let's make this weird coffee recipe or, you know, and and whatever it may be, or like even shopping, like shopping to me is like very mission oriented. But I used to love shopping with friends when I was in high school and university. And why would that have changed? Yeah. Yeah, you're right. There was a long time where I just shopped by myself, like in and out, like, or very, I didn't need the, it wasn't a social thing for me. 
but then I met Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot of, like, my friends don't love to shop. Like, I don't have a lot of other friends that I shop with. Like, maybe my sister from time to time, but you always say the same thing. Like, mm-hmm. we're kind of, mm-hmm. we're very into that together. It sounds funny, but I used to always say to my husband, I'm like, I kind of long for this friend that I could, that could last as long as I yeah, could. Yeah, Um, and then there we are. Yeah, here we are. You manifested her. Yeah, yes. I did. <laughs> I think too, you know, and maybe, and shopping is a good example, I think, where, you know, when you shop on your own, for some people, you're sort of mission oriented. You're not maybe as much on the discovery route. But when you go with a friend and a friend's like, oh my gosh, look at that purple blouse. That's so you. And you're like, is it me? Mm-hmm. Is it? Am I a purple blouse person? Oh my gosh, I'm going to try it on. You know, and you kind of get that like, mirror your friend holds a mirror up to you and you get to kind of validate or discard the identity that they're reflecting back at you and I found that actually in an interesting way because I love to read and reading is like not something you can like do socially but I'm finding ways to do that with like a buddy read so I have a group of friends on whatsapp and we all read the same book at the same time and we kind of pace our ways through the book and people will reflect, like, your reading tastes. Like, we'll get to a chapter and someone will be like, um, Aaron, did you hate that chapter? Because I know you did. Because I know what you like in books and what you don't. And that's really kind of affirming in these really small, simple ways that your identity matters. It's visible. You're not invisible, maybe, is what I'm saying in a friendship. And it's really special. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She sent me a picture of a dress today when she was out <laughs> shopping and said, I have never seen something more I'm like, you, this, then, dress this dress screams Aaron. <laughs> but you didn't like it. <laughs> I kind of liked it, but just the fabric. <laughs> but it's also, too, it's like, I see you and I'm thinking about you. Yes, mm. totally. Yeah, mm. it's really kind. It's really loving. It's awesome. Yeah, we all send each other snaps of things we see that we think the other would like. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I didn't think about it that way before. But yeah, it is. I like to always wrap up by asking people to imagine themselves in a time machine to go back 20 years from now. Roz, what would you tell yourself 20 years ago? What would I tell myself? Oh, I would tell myself, like, okay, looking at it from the opposite end, getting older. And I was watching, I was watching your stories today and just thinking about how you were saying to 40, being in your 40s and like, this feeling of inadequacy kind of crept up on you. Yep. And like, I did feel like that a little bit. Did you just turn 40? Like, was it your 40? Like two weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. Happy, Happy belated. Um, but I was like, I kind of had this like weird feeling about turning 40. And then like, honestly, my 40s have been the best. So I would say, and like, I, I care less about what people think, but not in a rude way. Like I used to analyze everything I said every time I went out, like come home, ask my husband if what I said, like, do you think that was okay that I said that? And I just do not feel the weight of that as much anymore. So I would tell my younger self to speak up. I love that quote. Speak mm. Your voice shakes. I would tell myself that. I would tell myself the exact same thing, only be, only because I feel like we both always kind of share that in common. Like we always like show a question something she said, and then I do the same. And I feel like for so long, I've worried about what I've said or what I've done. And my husband has brought me out of my shell quite a bit because he's extremely outgoing and 
doesn't care what anyone thinks. And he's just like so proud of everything he does and says. <laughs> and I tried to body that a little bit more. But yeah, I mean, and also maybe be a little more confrontational. Like, don't be so afraid to say what you want. And if you don't want to eat at a restaurant, don't eat at the restaurant <laughs> just because everyone wants to and thinks it's great. Like, it's okay for you to say that you don't want to go there or it's okay to not do something just because you feel like you have to because you don't want to disappoint the other person. And that's been like my motto for this year. It's like, if you don't want to do it, don't do it. Yeah. It feels so empowering. And I mean, I still probably do a lot of things I don't want to do or say yes to things that I wish I wouldn't have, but I'm better than ever before. And I feel like if I would have done that 10 years ago or 20 years ago, gosh, it would have been lighter. And what an empowering feeling. Mm -hmm. You took me back really quickly when I turned 20-ish. A really good friend of mine gave me a psychic reading and the whole time leading up to the reading, I was like, I don't really want to do this. It's really not my gig. Yeah. Yes. I sort of said this to the friend that I was nervous and they were like, super sweet. You're going to love it. It's so fun. I went last week, et cetera, et cetera. And I went in and I just like was a puddle during the entire reading and I hated everything that they said. And it was just like so odd and strange and when you said that like it's okay to not do things you don't want to do that's actually like really good advice for past me you know so I I totally resonate with that yeah and I think people a lot of people like look out for themselves like I have a girlfriend who always looks out for herself and if she doesn't want to drive here at seven o'clock she'll be like no I'm way too tired. I'm not doing it. And when I think about it, I'm like, gosh, what a feeling. Like, here I would be. Totally respect. Yeah, here I would be on the road. And I do feel like, like my girlfriend on Friday called and was like, let's bring the kids to the movies. And I had a dance competition the next day at 5 a.m. And I was like, no, like, I am going to be so tired. Old me would say yes and be disgruntled. But like, I cannot have. And she was like, okay. Like, never thought of it again. But uh, what a feeling. Like, I just need to keep trailing through with this. And it's that fine line between being up for anything, which is something that you both brought up in the beginning. And then, but being up for anything that you want to be up for. Totally. I think you have to honor yourself, like in all things in life, right? Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah, that is a real gift of getting older is honoring yourself. Totally. Um, Okay, let's do the reverse of the exercise. We'll put both of you in a time machine to the future and you're going to come and knock on Aaron's door and the renovations are all going to be done. And you're going to talk to Roz and Aaron 20 years from now. What do you want to tell them? Or what do you think they'll tell you? I hope it's like you are really successful. It was all worth it. Yeah. I Yeah. That I would be like amazing. Believe in yourself more. Like mm-hmm. I do not so much we do, but like myself. I'm really hard on myself. And I think that yeah. it would be great to like be better, right? To be easier on yourself. Yeah, totally. Be easier. Be kinder to yourself. Doubt yourself less. Yeah. I mean, if we're talking about our our page and our project or whatever you want to call what Roz and Aaron in the Valley is like an Instagram page, I guess. And, and a fledgling (laughs) TikTok, I guess you would want to say, I, yes, I would want that to be successful. I don't know what my measure of success is though. Like, gosh, we're having fun. Is it when 
make money at being a content creator? Is it, I don't know. But yes, success in what we're doing. I mean, I would hope that we're still our friendship. Yeah. yeah. Our friendship has evolved to the next level. Gosh, our kids will be growing yeah, up and out of the house. Your, oh, I was going to say, your kids will be doing so well. Yeah. Know. What would I want to tell you in 20 years? Probably about some deal that I got and that she's got to <laughs> go find. <laughs> You want to hear all about the future, uh, future style, how your style has evolved yeah. and grown in 20 years. Tell me all your fashion life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's been such a treat chatting with both of you. Thanks so much for joining the show today. Thanks for sharing with everybody about your friendship. I know it's really important to both of you, and I really appreciate that you're willing to allow me to ask these sort of deep probing questions about about your friendship with one another. Where can people find you if they want more of this amazing friendship and amazing content? So they can find us on Instagram at Roz and Aaron in the Valley. Same title for our TikTok as well. Yeah, go ahead and follow. Thank you so much for having us. Oh, it was a, yeah. it was a lot of fun. A lot of fun for me. I got to be the third wheel. Roz and Aaron and Aaron. Thank you. <laughs> oh yeah, Aaron and Aaron. <laughs> you ever need a shopping date you can come yeah sure is our favorite so or my favorite at least amazing yeah amazing all right thanks so much we'll talk to you later bye bye thank you so much for spending time with me today please make sure to reach out and connect on Instagram with me. I can be found at medium.lady over there. If you have any feedback about today's conversation, you can head to the pink tile in my feed for the latest episode and we can always continue the conversation over there. If you like this podcast, please make sure to share a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. And if you love this podcast, please share it on social media. Be sure to tag me so I can personally thank you for growing our community. Finally, be sure to follow this podcast wherever you're listening and make sure your notifications are on. Don't forget, you're doing such a good job. Bye.